Okay, I want you to try again. This time you've got to say Views from the Sofa Presents. Go for it. Views from the Sofa Presents! Perfect. Hello everyone and welcome to From the Canvas podcast, the podcast that we bring out about every fortnight which runs down what's happened in the world of boxing, um, the fights that are coming up and is going through the chronological order of anti-Joshua's fights from, and I think it's number seven today. Here with me is Dave, say hello Dave. Hello all. And mate, there's been so much boxing going on recently, it feels like it's, it feels like it's more than every weekend at the moment. It feels like it's almost like two, three times a week at the moment. It's mad. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to run out of brownie points with the wife, um, so I'm gonna have to <laughs> I'm gonna have to be a bit more selective. I think in some of these fights. Well, mate, I had to uh, in order to actually watch the Anthony Yard fight of the weekend. I had to negotiate the fact that I had to do my first TikTok video with my wife at the weekend, which um, has got a mixed reception. It has to be said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen it, mate, and it was um, it was it was definitely a TikTok video. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was like one of those ones where you're like, oh yeah, yeah, my wife's making me do this. And I'm thinking your wife has not suggested that in a million years. You have 100 percent signed yourself up for that. <laughs> you've had a few beers. You've had a few beers, and you thought, I want to do a dance routine. I mean, the joy is etched all over my face. <laughs> it is. Anyway, that might be a, that might be a, a hideous uh, bonus feature at some point. Anyway, um, right, mate. Let's talk about what's been going on in the world of boxing. Then, so I think the big headline um, fight between since our last podcast was Joyce versus Dubois, an easy win predicted for Dubois. I mean, mate, we got it totally wrong, didn't we? And it, it was um, shockingly wrong. Like Dubois just. Um, I never really thought that Joyce was in any trouble at any stage during the fight. I think Dubois caught him a few times with some heavy shots. Um, and we did say, I mean, we were far from calling it, but we did say on the pod last week that if Joyce can take those shots, what will what will happen and will Joyce wear him down? I mean, we definitely didn't think that that would happen. But um, that is exactly what happened. He, he, he took Dubois' best and just really just he just ground him down didn't he until he was just a complete shell of a man um comes sort of around was it 10 or 11 i think that was the stoppage um a brilliant performance from joe joyce you have to say i think it's the it's the best i've seen in box definitely um you know we were accusing him of being slow and um and lacking in movements uh and and class and i think um whilst i i do still question his ability at the highest level um, you have to say that he he definitely upped it for that fight. And, um, you know, the movement was definitely there. The jab was relentless and so accurate and obviously it ended up causing the stoppage in the end. Um, but Dubois just didn't have, he just didn't, he didn't seem to have the answers that he needed to have. And, and I do question if, you know, from watching that, was it too early for him? You know, we were saying before the fight that we thought it was ready. And, and to be fair, you know, we, we did. But the evidence shown there would suggest that perhaps it was a bit too early because they were saying on BT, weren't they, that um, Joyce has had a far more 
classy opposition um, that he's faced. He's faced a couple of, of decent guys in uh, Brian Jennings and um, Ustinov as well. Um, and Dubois doesn't have anybody like that on his record. And I think perhaps that was that was his undoing. Yeah, I agree with you. I think he got I think he got in there and he started hitting this piece of granite basically. He wasn't moving. Where well, his yeah. blow was with power. I just don't think he had an answer. And obviously what's happened with his eye sounds pretty horrific. Um and that was quite early on in the fight, wasn't it? That was maybe four or five, was it? Yeah, well I think um he gets hit with the jab. His first jab he takes is in a is at about five seconds into the fight, um, from Joyce. And he, he takes a step back. And um, it almost sort of like just sorts his feet out and resets. And it's almost a bit of a like, that actually really hurt. Like, <laughs> I don't normally get hit like that. Um, and, and then, like I said, he, he, you know, he, try, he tries to impose himself on the, on the fight, but he just, he just can't. He didn't seem to be able to close the distance. I think Joyce moved really well. Um, but the shots, that, the shots that Dubois did hit him with, the big right hands, I mean, he caught him two, three, four times with some big shots. But, you know, Joyce seemed to just be able to weather that. And, you know, is that is that is that a question mark on Dubois' power or is it a, a big tick for Joe Joyce's chin? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was really underwhelmed with Dubois. I think that's really yeah. going to cost him. Uh, cause... Uh, like you said, just, just quickly on the injury, that is, you know, I was I was looking at what it is. It's a medial um, fracture of the orbital socket, which is very similar to what Kale Brook had, um, but he's got also got nerve damage to the eye as well. Um, that is that is going to take a long, long time to to heal. Um, and as we've seen with with Brook, there's no guarantees when you get an injury like that. There is absolutely no guarantees of a of a continuation at the level that he wants to be at. I mean. Um, Brooks not been the same since breaking his, his no. eye socket against Golovkin, and 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 who's to blame them? You know, if you break broken your eye socket, and then you you're going to go and box again, where you're going to get punched on that constantly all the time. I mean, if you're fighting Dubois next, you are jabbing that place all day long. Well, you, you are, aren't you? Yeah. You well, are. I mean, if I'm fighting Dubois, I'm going down. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Not not specific. When I say you, not specifically you, because that would that would be. Um, uh, yeah, it would be slightly one-sided. I mean, you, you, you're definitely looking better shape than Max Skelton, who we're going to review later on in the, in the box. But yeah, wouldn't go well for you. Well, it worried me. Max Skelton looks about fifty, and I look about five years younger than him. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we'll come on to that anyway later. Okay, so you know, look, we we predicted uh, Dubois to win that. Uh, and uh, comfortably, and Joyce battered him. But look, we, it's a it's a fan led podcast. We're not experts here, and and that kind of proves itself when you look at uh, Anthony Yard versus Lyndon Arthur, which we predicted an easy win for Anthony Yard. Well, again, this <laughs> fight. But the thing is, we got so we have had a shocker here because we've got them. But we've not just got them wrong; we've got them completely, completely wrong. But having said that. This was a this I think this was almost more of a surprise for me than the 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 Joyce Dubois fight because not necessarily so much the actual result but the the actual way the fight panned out. Anthony Yard was absolutely shocking in this fight. I, I cannot I, I can't remember seeing him as as poor as this. Um, and I really, do came quite really arrogant. I thought like I think he came, thought he was going to freeze it. I have to say I really I was going to say I really really question his corner. On this fight, because um, you know, big big question marks at Ajayi in the corner there, because 
they were all over the place. They forgot the gum shield two rounds in a row at the start of the fight. And the referee has to call timeout twice. Um, the way that Yard reacted at the end of the fight, he thought he'd won it by, you know, comfortably. I mean, one of the scorecards had it six. He was wide to Yard. I mean, there's no chance. Absolutely no chance. I scored it a draw. I could have made my piece. I could have made my piece with a yard win by a round. I could have made my piece with, a, 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 you know, a round um, for Arthur as well. You know, you, you couldn't argue either way there. But I had a yard, I had a yard by a round. Yeah, I, I mean, I had it a draw. It was it was a tight fight. But the, I think the way that he reacted, you know, he thought he'd won it comfortably. Absolutely no way. No way he won it comfortably. Um, he just couldn't get near him. He couldn't get near him. And, and the question marks that the commentary was saying about Lyndon Arthur's right hand, you know, can he throw it? He didn't really throw any power punches at all. And but there was I, I noticed during the fight, there was like no clinches, zero clinches at all. I think the first clinch was in round 10 or 11. Yard just could not get close enough. He had to get he had to close that distance much more effectively. Um, he, I, I can't even remember really any noticeable punches that Lard landed. I, I think he landed a really good right hand about halfway through the fight. Um, um, the eleventh round, uh, the yeah, yeah. So, so that yeah, he, I mean, the last round, he, he was came close to stopping him. In fairness, but but it's too little, too late, way yeah. too late. He should have been doing that like five, six rounds earlier. I think I show the importance of the early rounds, man. I think like I, I think there's you know we watch Lomachenko and we watch people like that who who kind of feel their opponent out for the first couple of rounds. The same is true of Terence Crawford. I think he lost the first couple of rounds to, to Kel Brook, but actually. They're like elite fighters that can mm-hmm. can easily win like nine nine rounds in a row. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not sure Anthony Yard's quite there yet, and I, I, it's a shame because I thought he was, but he, mm-hmm. he couldn't cope with it. You know, he was just getting left hand after left hand after left hand, jab jab yeah. jab. Um, I love I, I like Lind- Lyndon Arthur because he came out at the end and he said um, they they asked him I said what's wrong with your hand like what's with your hand and he was like ah nothing like nothing yeah. <laughs> like, just nothing wrong with it. And I'm thinking. You've broken your hand, but you because you've won the fight, you're like, nah, it's like a paper cut. If you had lost the fight, you'd be like, my hand's broke. It's like, broke, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Well, and the, the thing is with, with the early rounds, it's all very well yards. Because I was, I was on like Messenger, like messaging about this fight, and like one round's gone, two rounds gone. And I was saying, oh, well, you know, yards obviously, you know, just finding, finding the measure of him, feeling him out. It's already all very well giving away like maybe one or two of the early rounds. But you got to then step on the gas after that, and yeah. it, it was like five, six, seven. But by, by the time he, by the time he even started getting going, and that's way too many rounds to give away. Because then, like you say, if you've if you've lost the first, I had it. I think I had it five nil to Arthur after the first five rounds. You could have probably given, um, you probably could have given Yard the fifth round. I had that one pretty close. So, so let's say. Let's say it's um, five one going going into the seventh. That is an awful way back from there. Um, you know, it's all like I say, it's all very well being two 0 down, but he gave away too many of the early rounds. He definitely had the better of the latter of the fight, but he had to, he had too much work to do, and he just um, he really disappointed me. To be fair, because I I I think that's a bad loss for him. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I think you can um, you can say about Kovalev and that 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 fight. It was Kovalev, wasn't it? They fought, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you can say about that fight and, and actually he went really out of his comfort zone and he really went out of terror with him and he was an unlucky in that fight. He was, you know, it, it was a real big ask and he wasn't a million miles away. Yeah. Like he was crap. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, 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 and how bad must Frank Warren be feeling at the moment? 
Right. He has had an absolute nightmare two weeks. He's got his, his two biggest, you know, his two biggest fighters in BT are Anthony Yard and Daniel Dubois. They've both lost and they're both in a really bad way now. I mean, I think I think probably Anthony Yard will have a rematch with Lyndon Arthur yeah. because um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't like Arthur blew him away and it was a convincing win for him. It was definitely tight, and you could definitely argue that Yard maybe won it by a round. But Dubois, Dubois in a in a in a in a bad bad way. That's a that's a big rebuilding job there. I don't know um, what he does now, especially with being on BT as well. And there's just not a lot of quality opposition for him. If you're on if you're on match room, you've got a lot of options in the heavyweight division. Yeah. You, if you look at the people that Tyson Fury's been linked with, they just it's got they've got nothing. No, 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 exactly, exactly, and, and and even you know, and more salt into the wounds for Frank Warren. You know, Tyson Fury, obviously the biggest boxer, and he's now not fighting. So it's a bit of a shocking month for Frank. Indeed. Right, mate, we've got a couple of other little, just little fights to talk about. I say little fights, like I'd say less interesting, but, um, you know, <laughs> it's not like, hey, that listeners too much. Saunders um, <laughs> versus Murray quickly. Yeah, I mean, we just, we weren't really inspired about the fight beforehand, were we? Um, it's a bit of a, a bit of an uninspiring matchup. Martin Murray's a, uh, uh, a seasoned pro who's fought for the world title several times um, and, and come up short on every occasion. Um, and, you know, fair play to him. I thought I thought he gave a good account of himself, Martin Murray, to be fair, and, and, and made it made it a fight. But, I mean, there was no danger of Billy Joe Saunders losing that fight. Um, I thought he looked a bit rusty, but that's to be expected when you've been out of the ring for as long as he has. Um, I'm sure when he's seen some of the results recently, um, you know, Dillian White losing, uh, Dubois... Yeah, Anthony Arl, I'm sure he was just happy to win, to be honest, um, and, and move have, on to the next one. Him and Callum Smith at some point? Yeah, I mean that's that would be awesome, wouldn't it? I think to be honest, I think I think Callum Smith's had a bit of a touch really taking that Canelo fight because although he's taking it at short notice, um I don't really think it matters if he wins or loses that fight, Callum Smith. I think if if he loses if he loses to Canelo, nobody's gonna be like, Oh, well you're done. He'll just fight Billy Joe Saunders next. Um, is he undefeated, Callum Smith? He is, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he last out against John Ryder. He was. He, I thought he lost that fight, to be honest. But, um, but yeah, he's undefeated. He's he's the number one super middleweight in the world, and that'll be that'll be a great fight against Canelo. I'm looking forward to that. And that's on the twelfth. Oh no, that's on the nineteenth. That's on the nineteenth week after Joshua. Yeah. Lovely. Okay. Cool. And then finally, just a quick word on Spence versus Garcia. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't watch it. It was. Um, uh, some ungodly hour in America at 4, 4 a.m. And what I've seen of the fight um, sounds like Spence was pretty good, to be honest. The the main the main question mark over him was, was he going to be the same after his car crash? And um, apparently he performed really, really, really well and, and dominated the fight. So um, onwards and upwards for him. And we just hope and pray that they can get it together. Him and Crawford would be just a, mass, a massive, massive fight. I really, really hope that that can happen. But who knows in the world of boxing? <laughs> Cool. All right, mate. Thank you for that. That's good. I think that's a good summary of where we've got to in the last couple of weeks. Um, back after the break for a conversation about AJ versus Pula. It's Joshua time. Hey, guys. This is WWE NXT superstar Dominic Dijakovic. And I want to give a shout out to the Wrestling Predict Cast. And this amazing podcast picks the winners of pay-per-view matches and sees how the uh, the outcomes turn out. I think it's an awesome podcast and you should definitely tune in. Be sure to feast your ears on the Wrestling Predict Cast. So it's time for part two. 
Um, and this podcast really um, started as an idea between Dave and I um, to have a little, pour a little bit of juice to Andrew Joshua, who's really got both me and you boxing in a big way. Um, you know, it goes without saying that like, the third part of this um, podcast is a bit of a love affair with Anthony Joshua. Um, <clears throat> but this is the first time in the seven episodes where we've actually got an Anthony Joshua fight to look forward to. Yes! I'm so excited. <laughs> it, is, it is really exciting. I'm just glad that it's happening again uh, after, such a long, you know, after such a long period out. So, um, Kubrat Pulev, Dave. Yeah. What, what, <laughs> what do you know about him? Well, he's he's one of those um, one of those boxers that just seems to have been around for absolutely forever, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, just okay. like constantly been hovering around the the elite level for years now. Um, I think he was meant to fight Joshua previously, wasn't he? Yeah, um, yeah a he, couple of years he, ago. That was the that was what happened with the Anthony Ruiz fight, wasn't it? I think. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 And then Andy, and, Andy Ruiz. I'm getting yeah Andy Ruiz. Yeah. 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 So. Um, he was meant to fight him previously, and that that fell out of bed. But um, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's decent. He's a decent fighter. He's only well, he's only lost once, and that was to Vladimir Klitschko. So um, some decent pedigree there. And he's he's fought like all the people that you would expect him to fight. He's fought Shazora, obviously. Yeah, Shazora's fought absolutely everyone. Split decision, I think, with Shazora, wasn't it? But he won. But honestly, yeah, he did. Well, split decision, yeah, for the for the European um, heavyweight title. Um, he's fought Huey Fury, um, who he put away in on on points, um, and uh, yeah, he's he's a, he's he's a decent operator. Um, it'll be a test for AJ, but um, one that I I do fully expect him to to pass. Really, I think the main question I've got over I don't know what you what your thoughts on Pulev are, but the main question I've got over him is is can he hurt Joshua? Um, he's not stopped that many people in the recent past um, <laughs> just looking at his record recently and he's 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 got a he's got a knockout um in 2019 but apart from that you have to go back to 2015 since the last time he's knocked somebody out so can he can he hurt joshua i don't know and will he be able to take the pressure and the punishment that joshua will offer and i i, I think i think this is a good fight for aj I, I do too. I think I think AJ really needs to come out and be convincing here. I think we can't have another situation with an Andy Ruiz where he's fight where he's having to have two fights to get through a pretty yeah. bang average opponent. If we're talking about him versus Fury next year, which is what everyone wants to see, he's got to come out of this with a KO win, I think, or or, or a very conclusive points victory. You know, it might be mm. difficult to you know keep punching a rock; it might not go down. But um, like I think he he needs to be very very conclusive. I think. Um, and just getting back to basics for him, really, like yeah. you know, I think he got he got a bit carried away, didn't he? he got, went to America, then fighting in Saudi Arabia, and just get your head, get your head down, go back to Wembley, beat beat what's in front of you, and do it do it with a bit of style, and get yeah. get where you want to be. Is my in my opinion? Yeah, I think I think um, I think for AJ, I think this is a really really good fight for AJ because the 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 Pulev carries enough. Um, enough gravitas and enough um, credit to if he does beat him convincingly that'll you know that'll go down really really well with the boxing public um i think if you if you're looking from an anthony joshua perspective um fury has had it all since he returned didn't he so since since tyson fury fought deontay wilder for the first time ever since that was announced he completely has stolen the headlines in the heavyweight division and aj's been sort of playing catch up a little bit because you know obviously he 
fought Wilder and, and performed really well, Fury did. And then obviously AJ lost to Ruiz and then he had to win his belts back and stuff. So I think I think Joshua's not had it his own way for the last couple of years. Um, and and everybody is now obviously expecting Fury to beat Joshua if they fight next year. So I think this is a huge opportunity for AJ to just get, just remind people why we're so excited about him in the first place. If he goes away, if he goes out there on Saturday and wins comfortably, you know, knocks out Kubat Pulev within the first, you know, six, seven rounds, then I think I think that's just sets up everything brilliantly for next year, um, and and that is that is definitely what he's got to try and do. He need I think like you said like we said before I think he needs to win, but I think he needs to look he needs to look good really. I mean if yeah. you go back on his record, he you know he's had the two fights against Andy Ruiz, um, and obviously the loss was not great, but then. I think in the rematch, he's just gone. He's just done what he needs to do to get them belts back. Yeah. Um, and it was and it was a decent performance. I was going to say, mate, about about um, AJ's record. I, I, I absolutely agree with you about what you say about Fury. Since he's fought Wilder twice, he has taken all the limelight in the headweight yeah. division. And do you know what? Fair enough. I mean, he's fought he's fought Wilder. He's come back from being however many stone he was, and he's fought fought, fought through some some pretty serious mental health issues. So I've got a lot of time for that. And, and I don't want to discredit that at all. I just think you actually look at Andy Joshua's record and, and I'm not talking about, exclude the Andy Ruiz fight. The people that he's fought over the last five years, I'm just like looking at now, right? You got, so after our, we'll, you know, we're going to carry on our little love affair and, we, and then we're going through all the rounds, all the ones where he knocks people out pretty spectacularly. But actually from 2015, the end of 2015, we're talking Dillian White, who's no 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 joke. Charles Martin, which was for the world title. Dominic Brazil, Eric Molina, Vladimir Klitschko, Carlos Takam, Joseph Parker, Alexander Povetkin, and then Andy Ruiz twice. Andy Ruiz twice. That is that. I don't think there's. I can't think that many people have had yeah. suffer five years of matches than them. And and how how good does that Povetkin win look now? Yeah. You know, we're talking about Povetkin putting on a great performance the other week against, well, the other month against Dillian White. That was that was two years ago, Povetkin. That was a much better Povetkin that AJ beat that night. I think I, mean, I remember I remember us all going to watch that and thinking, you know, oh, this will just be another AJ win. You know, we'll just knock him out, and 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 it went about seven rounds, and Povetkin caught him a couple of times, and uh, I think. Now and then he knocks him out, and you think, oh, you know, well done, AJ. But I think looking back on that now, that that was a really good win for AJ. That, um, and you're right when you look at his record, the names on it are really decent. They're high level op- uh, opposition. I don't think Pulev's got, um, you know, Pulev's, Pulev's fought Klitschko, but I think if you look at the other people on his on his list, he's fought a couple of decent names, but nobody, nobody of the, you know, he hasn't fought Joseph Parker. You know, Joseph Parker used to hold the the world title. He hasn't. He hasn't fought, uh, you know, anybody of Dillian White's uh, class either. So uh, there are question marks there for me. And uh, but I think it's just the I think it's the perfect fight for for Anthony Joshua. I really do. So let me ask you a bit about your your thoughts about Anthony Joshua's kind of career trajectory in terms of the upcoming fights. Then, so well, by all sort of reasonable estimates, it's going to be a Fury versus Wilder fight at some point. That looks mm-hmm. the next logical thing for both of them. And presumably the winner then will fight um, Anthony Joshua. I can't see Tyson Fury losing that fight. So no. let's see with Tyson Fury. Are we thinking AJ is going to have one more fight before Fury? Yeah, that, see that. 
is interesting. I don't know. Um, it depends on. It, it all depends on this Fury Wilder announcement, doesn't it? For me, um, you know, if 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 they if they do announce for you know January February time, then I think AJ AJ potentially will probably get another one in. Um, we'll have to. Well, because it's not been announced, has it? That that third fight is definitely on. Yeah, I think if that third fight is on, if that third fight is on, I think AJ probably will fight again. Um, but if it isn't, um, he might just wait for June time. He's done. De- he's done December, June before, isn't he? So um, he may he may just go go into the Fury fight after this if if he obviously comes through it. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Well, the reason I sort of ask the question is I think I think he should have another fight. I'm just a bit unclear on who that would be, and and I remember thinking that the mandatory for the IBF is Usyk, and I'm just not sure you would if you were anti Joshua you would consider that fight before the millions and millions of pounds you're going to get um, for the for the WBO for the WBO um, Usyk. But yeah, I agree. I I that is a big risk. Um, so, I, so, I, 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 I expect that WBO belt to probably be vacated, I think, um, in order to make the Fury fight. Um, because I, 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 I don't see... I, don't, I actually think AJ would beat Usyk, but it is a, it is a, big, it is a big risk because Usyk's really good. So um, I reckon he may have to vacate that belt in order to get the Fury fight uh, nailed down. I'm not sure that fight either is one that Eddie Hearn particularly wants to make. If I'm totally honest, I think no. what's there's, no, there's nothing in it for him to put his you know put his cash cow versus his you know potentially future cash cow doesn't make doesn't make any sense. Well, that from a from a promotional op, um, uh, from his point of view, if he can get Usyk the WBO title and Joshua's got the other ones, then it's just more it's just more and more options for him, isn't it, going forward for Eddie Hearn? So. That would definitely be the option. I mean, I, I mean, they were talking about before the Joyce Dubois fight. They were talking about Usyk Dubois, weren't they, for the WBO? So, you know, maybe it's Joyce Usyk for the WBO. Who, who knows? But um, yeah, I, I, I don't think Joshua will take that fight. Um, it's too maybe, much of a risk. Maybe, maybe it's Joyce versus Joshua. Yeah. I, 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 I actually think Joshua will sit it out now until um, Tyson Fury. I think they'll probably aim for. I think they'll probably aim for Fury to fight in February, which then puts them both in at about August. Like, can you imagine the August bank holiday with uh, Joshua and Fury, where we're actually allowed to leave our house and drink beer? Wow, wow. wow. <laughs> we'll be there. I think, I th- yeah, I think, and the good thing about Joshua Fury, uh, obviously we're jumping ahead, he needs to win at the weekend, but all the sounds coming out of that are that the, the contract's done. It sounds like it's basically written up. You know, you never heard that with. Joshua uh, Wilder that was never it never got anywhere near that stage so it sounds like it's all done it's going to be a two possibly three fight deal isn't it um depending on the outcome uh that it'll be amazing uh, I, I reckon it'll I'm pretty confident it'll happen because I do think AJ will win at the weekend but I'm so looking forward to seeing him I'm so so looking forward to seeing him fight it's going to be great it's been a long 12 months thanks mate in a world full of questions. Who has the best movie beard? Which movie death is best? Which Disney villain had the best song? One podcast answers them all. 
That Movie List Podcast. A podcast full of lists, quizzes, occasional, accidental humor, and filler. So much filler. Like lists, like movies, like podcasts? Download That Movie List Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Rated PG-13 for mild peril and occasional nudity. So, it's part three now, and we're going to talk about Anthony Joshua's uh, seventh fight. This is the fight where he's going at Matt Skelton, the man that earlier we just was looking about fifty, and I think that is, I think that is generous, Dave. He looks absolutely ancient. He looks, he just looks like an old man in the corner. Um, a very, a very interesting choice of opponent, I'd say. I mean, has like has reasonable pedigree um, yep. behind yep. him compared compared to compared to who he's fought up to now, Joshua. Um, and I, I suppose from from the uh, the training and the promotional side of it, they're thinking, well, this is this is a step up in class for AJ. But the guy's so old that you won't be able to actually produce on the on the night. The marketing of the marketing of Matt Skelton as he came to the ring, or as he was sorry, as he was being introduced, was British, former British uh, champion, former Commonwealth champion, former European champion, and world title challenger. At no point were they saying he is forty-seven going on sixty. <laughs> And then when you yeah when you when you read it off like that it's like oh, oh fair. I've never never heard of this Matt Skelton like who's, who's this absolute legend that we've, we've uncovered he like he lost to David Price for the Commonwealth belt two years previous and then lost his only fight in between that and <laughs> then for AJ so it didn't look it didn't look on the cards like it was going to be a, a a clinical victory for Matt Skelton I have to say. I think I think I suppose I suppose from a Joshua uh, outlook, they're just thinking um, get get somebody who they can reel off all those stats for. Um, somebody who's got a little bit of pedigree, um, but it's past their best. Uh, but but I, I think they were probably hoping that as a season pro, they might be able to give Joshua maybe a few rounds. Um, I, I, I have to say, I think Matt Skelton coming. Matt Skelton was the first one where I where I started to. Pose the thought they're paying people to stay in fights for as long as yeah. possible. Anthony Joshua is looking really good, and it was interesting. I'm, I'm stop being uh, stop being critical of Matt Skelton now and turn up, flip it onto AJ for a second. I I really liked AJ spring walk. So he comes out to Mike Tyson, comes out in the you know just look at him coming out in the the the, the, the all black wife beater, no robe compared yeah. to what he's in now with white in his gold robe with his gold gloves and looking like an absolute. Pre-Madonna. Pre-Madonna. It's a great, great word of putting it. I, and, and, and I think this is the fight where people were starting to really notice. Like, when you walk, when you walk to the ring, a lot of a lot of photos being taken. And, you know, yeah. a lot, you know people were realising they were seeing something quite special, I thought. I think the thing is with, um, with, with heavyweight boxing, you, and this is, this is the huge appeal of, like, you're talking about Mike Tyson. That was the huge appeal of Mike Tyson. You almost want to be a bit afraid of the person, don't you? You almost want them to be like, you think, oh my God, he is like, he is terrified. I, I think uh, Joshua doesn't really come across like that. Um, he's he's too nice a bloke, but there is definitely something to be said for the um, the simplicity of that ring walk and and just like just like I mean business. I'm here to just do a job and like knock you out, and then I'm going to go home. I, I, I think. 
I think Anthony Joshua is a really nice guy, and he's really well, me- uh, really well, nice guy in front of the cameras. I think he's media trained. I bet. Yeah. I think. He's, I think he's got a bit of side to him at, at times. And when you, I, I know you said, some of the stuff I've seen when I'm watching him, uh, like with his mates, and like it's kind of more like doc, you know, it's more like fly on the wall stuff. It's it's yeah. very different to the media polished Anthony Joshua. Oh yeah, yeah. But, I mean, but, Joshua is like is like. Um, Sky have like got hold of him there, and they've they've sent him on about twenty five courses over the years to make sure that you know make sure you say the say everything right and do all the interviews that you should do. But you're right, I think behind closed doors, I, I would love I would love to spend some time with Joshua behind closed doors. I bet I like I bet you're right. I bet he's so different. I, I, I think just, I, I think I'll just DM him. Well, I'm, I'm sure he'll get back to me. So. Yeah, I think we probably need to uplift. The, I mean, the listenership is good, by all accounts, for this. Uh, we should right, and please carry on supporting the pod. I feel like we might need to make get maybe a few more listeners before AJ is going to want to come on for an interview. <laughs> I probably need to. I probably need to be also be able to get the name of his last opponent correct as well. Just to sort of... Aim high, aim high, definitely. Um, anyway, right. So a couple of th- so we talked <laughs> talked about how bad his opponent was, how good Anthony Joshua was. Should we talk about the fight? And before the fight, I think the most um, surprising thing was when I saw Matt Skelton's trainer, who was absolutely identical to Flash Gordon. <laughs> Great show. Great show. Was, I considered that. Maybe it was a tactic. I was like, is that... Maybe Anthony Joshua should fight him instead. Like it was, but it could have been the original Flash Gordon because he also looked about sixty at this point. Um, so anyway, the, the fight starts and we get we get a timeout after twenty seconds of the first round, uh, and then after forty seconds, they're almost, uh, there's uh, Anthony Joshua's being uh, almost pushed out of the ring by Matt Skelton. So he gets off to a rocky, a bit of a rocky. He's just, try, he's just desperately trying to to just prolong it, isn't he? And just stay in there and 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 cling on and do just do anything he can to just stay in the fight. Like I said, I think he's just there. That is exactly the hope from his perspective, and also the hope of the the trainer and the promoter is that he's going to linger around and and give AJ. Because at this point, how many rounds has AJ boxed going into uh, this fight? He's he's not gone over two rounds on any fight. So he's he's boxed maybe let's say boxed, yeah, seven, eight, nine rounds maybe professionally. Yeah. And he and he needs he needs the he needs the rounds. I thought AJ looked um in this fight, I thought he he is clearly trying he's trying stuff that he has been trained to do. And yeah. what I mean by that is like um in the previous uh, six fights, I think he's much more of a if I just go in there, throw throw my right hand, they're going to go over. Whereas I think in this fight, you know, he he, he really utilises the jab, and you can definitely see that there's a lot that him and Robert McCracken have been working on, and he he wants to like try it out, he wants to implement it, and what what a lovely position um, when you're an athlete like AJ that you can go into a professional fight and think, well, there's no chance of me losing this fight, so I'm just going to try out some stuff on the on this like actual real professional fight um and it's still come like through a, like a legitimate like a legitimate fighter as well like i know yeah. we're laughing about his age but like and you know not laughing about his age but like we're commenting on the fact that he's well past his best but i mean the guy's no joke you know I do- mean, I mean, yeah i mean he, he can still bang he, he you know you don't you don't want you don't want to take uh unnecessary shots and and you know matt skelton is 
is able to to catch Joshua. I mean, he, he does actually catch him a couple of times with some right hands, which you know is, is good to see from uh, that AJ can take it. Um, but I, I I thought I thought this was a, a, a I thought it was a good step up for AJ, and I think I think he took it he took it seriously, and that was also really nice to see. You know, he's not he's not going in there and just um, I think of somebody like Connor Ben, who just like seems to just want to go in there and fight the same way all the time. Um, AJ is like clearly shows, shows the right level of respect and the right level of seriousness here. And it wants to get it done, but also wants to look good and fight well. Yeah, I agree. So, so the notes I made from the fight, I think Skelton comes out. There's a few good punches from him to be fair in the first round. It looks okay. 30 seconds before the end, AJ starts to hit him. Skelton looks really wobbly. Yeah. Uh, the second round, Skelton's doing okay, but basically a bit of a punching bag for some jabs. And then with 35 seconds, there's an absolutely massive right hand from AJ. Skelton goes down. He does get up, but he's completely done at that point. Yeah. Uh, and AJ and AJ sees it away. And that right hand is such a devastating punch, isn't it? I mean, it's definitely it's well worth a watch that one because it's a big. That's a big, big shot. The highlight reel, which I think whenever whenever we're allowed to get together again, Dave, we have to watch the knockout. We have to watch AJ's knockout. So yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. Something worth put. Definitely something something worth worth having a having a watch through because there is some pretty there's some pretty spectacular things in there. Oh yeah, for sure. And this is this is one of them. It's it's worth it's worth going to look for. Yeah, absolutely. Right, mate. Anything else you want to say on, on the fight, or are we, are we going to wrap it up there? For well, you? again, I think it's a quick win for AJ, wasn't it? And uh, on onwards and upwards, and on to the next one. Yeah, fight lasts a hundred minutes, and we can get ten minutes of content out of it. So we're <laughs> everyone's delighted. Right, mate. Before we finish, just want to say an, another massive thank you to our editor Ben um, for making us sound slightly better than we do naturally. Um, anything else from you, Dave? Mate, it's all one take. I don't know what you're talking about. He has to do nothing. Just has to bang it on. <laughs> yeah, just built out right, the crap ones. Anyway, <laughs> thanks, mate. Right, I will. Uh, we'll be back in probably, probably a week or so's time to talk about the AJ result. To review AJ's wonderful win against Kubrat Poo, then. And if you've been listening to us so far, do not put any money on that result. <laughs> thanks, mate. Cheers, then. Thanks for listening to the From the Canvas podcast. Brought to you by the Views from the Sofa Network. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Want to get involved in the conversation? Then find us on social media. Just search for From the Canvas Podcast on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.